Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And we've another packed show filled with all the hobby goodness that's caught our eye over the last seven days, including the usual old indie of the week, some news and Kickstarters. Speaking of which, we also have a prize from Daka Daka Store from their Pactum Eternium Kickstarter that's currently running. If you are a backer, you can be in with a chance to win the maximum set. Uh, all three sets of armies, kit, caboodle, the 3D printed lot. Uh, to be able to the chance to win that, you need to pop a comment down below here on YouTube and be a backer. So you'll probably be required to give your backer number and your backer email when you claim your prize. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Ben and John, as Shay has had his leg removed. <laughs> I've been advised that we'll grow back, like most things are. So, you know. And Leaner, fighting machine this week, trimming off the fast. We can rebuild it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it be very much like the Homer Simpson one, where it's all like uh, plastic sporks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the dollar man anyway uh yeah we've got a fun-filled show um mm. to bring you this week but we've a couple of things before we kick into that mm -hmm. one to let you know that dungeon Elia has properly got underway it has. Mm -hmm. um there are already some projects in the project system there are, which is good yeah. however it runs for the next three months so mm -hmm. no need to panic in fact, more than three months. All of January, all of... Oh, no, it ends at the start of February, or the start of March, doesn't it? Yeah. It, yes. it doesn't run all the way through to spring. We've left ourselves a buffer between that and spring clean. We well have. done, us. Yeah, so you can go and buy more materials. <laughs> it's a way to do it. Uh, yeah. So if you're unaware, Dungeon Earlier is just our attempt to get people doing stuff during the uh, cold, wintry nights. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Australia... I understand that that's hilarious right now because I think they hit like 55 degrees this week. Uh, but for people in the Northern Hemisphere, the cold wintry nights, great time to go dungeon delving. Uh, and you can do it in any way, shape or form you wish in any game you want. And uh, we will trawl through them at the end and find ones that I think best epitomize some mm. of our categories. So for the stonemason is building a three-dimensional dungeon. Mm -hmm. Could be an alien-filled ship that some Marines have to butcher their way through. Um, dungeon Architects is for your 2D, whether it's pen and paper, hex grids. Break out or, the graph paper. Yeah. Or those virtual <laughs> tabletops that I believe the kids like these days. Yes. Um, yeah. So we have something for everyone, regardless of whether you are a role player, a dungeoneer, a miniature gamer, or just somebody who likes to do a bit of... Uh, mm -hmm of uh, fun and games tormenting your friends as a, a dm so mm -hmm. it's all good to have there's a variety of prizes as well uh which you'll find out more of as we go through our dungeon area yes um, they will pop up <laughs> but the yeah. important thing is if you want to get involved you need to come over to on tabletop 
go to the project system, which is here. There's people making Byron Brawl. That's just tormenting me now because I don't know why I've put mine. <laughs> <laughs> go up here and add a project. So to do that, you'll need to be a site member, but it's free. You can just join up, mm -hmm. add your project, and when you do, you'll get a page like this, and you can title it wherever you want. Oh, that would help if I typed in the thing. <laughs> Gary's excellent winning project. That might be the way for you to get noticed, I think, yep. if you put that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever it happens to be, whether it's army report, blah, 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 train building, blah, 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 blah there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the most important one, actually the most important two, is related contrast, Dungeonalia, and then this bit where it says visibility, change that to publish, yes. otherwise only I will see it, and I will see it. <laughs> because that's all I do is spend my time looking through people's private projects to see what they're doing and why is it not public? <laughs> I'm like that. What can I say? Anyway, if you do all of these things, then you too may win prizes that could contain things. And who doesn't want things? Exactly. That's, some, that's yeah. sometimes stuff. You need more stuff to help, help, get, help you get started in the new year, clearly. So, I yeah. always think so. You know what they say. Yeah. New year, ridiculous amount of new projects started. <laughs> I think I think that's the old, and they have to have battle reports in them for Jerry. They have to have battle reports. So, yeah, yeah, well, I'm not saying you won't win if you don't have battle reports. I'm just saying you won't win if you don't have battle. No, <laughs> fortunately, I am not the deciding vote, so you may win even without yeah. battle reports. But anyway, <laughs> you've got plenty of time, so why not get involved exactly. in that? Yes, yeah. Ben. Mm. As people watch this. You're getting packed up to go off to the big smoke. I am, yeah. And play around with board games. Yeah, so uh, tomorrow is the awesome sort of board game hobby fest that they're doing at the British Library uh, in sort of line with the Realms of Imagination exhibit that they've been doing down there uh, over the last couple of weeks and we'll be carrying through into next year as well. Uh, me and Justin are going to be down there covering that and having a look at what they're showing off, all the board game stuff they're going to be doing and everything like that as well. Uh, we'll also be delving into the exhibition itself once again and uh, talking with some of the curators and the people working on the different um, projects that are happening over the next follow, uh, next couple of months as well um, i know beyond the board game uh, event that's happening this weekend they're also going to be doing a whole host of talks and all sorts of different things over the next couple of months uh, through to sort of next year where uh, they'll be having fantasy authors and people who are top in their field coming along and talking about why fantasy is awesome um, as you'll have seen, I did go and check it out myself Buffy. during a little press press preview. Yes, there is a little bit of Buffy there as well, which is really cool. Um, and it was really fun uh, sort of looking around at the different books and things that they've got there and the art pieces and the props from movies and everything like that too. Um, and it's been it's been a really well put together exhibition that sort of really delves into fantasy and all the different facets of it and why it's such an awesome genre. Um, so yes, if you're interested in board games and that kind of good stuff, Maybe as you're watching this, you could go and check out the ticket link down below. There will be one we can go and check out. Uh, you can sort of register your interest to go along and take part in the board game day tomorrow, which is between 10 and 4, I believe. Um, so if you're interested in that, make sure you go and do it. Also sponsored by uh, UK Games Expo as well, which is really cool. Mm. So they've come and helped out with that one to provide the board games and things, which has been really cool. And uh, obviously Wayland Games involved as well. And, uh, bringing that exhibition to life, which is really nice. So Fancy yeah. stuff. Definitely go and check so, it out. Yeah. What what are you hoping to get on camera then? Is there anything particular that you've seen at the preview that you're going, oh, oh I want to go back and 
look at that in more detail or talk to X. Well, there's some really nice stuff there from that kind of early period of fantasy. So before it became a genre, I guess, that you'd expect it to be now. So it's kind of looking back at things like Brothers Grimm and all that kind of thing and fairy tales and where that's come from. Mm-hmm. It'd be really nice to go and have another proper look at that and sort of explore that zone a little bit more um, as, as a fan of Tolkien. I quite enjoy that little section. They've got dedicated to heroes and epic quests, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the other bit that I didn't necessarily get to have a, too much time in is looking a little bit more towards sort of modern fantasy and the sort of uh, the weird stuff that they've been sort of looking at in uh, more recent years, I guess, and looking at things like um, work by Neil Gaiman and things as well, which has been really cool. So, so yeah, it's definitely worth going to check out. And it's it's not too far from Euston Station. So if you wanted to head down to London and be like, ah, where am I? Oh, don't worry, the British Library has just left. <laughs> oh, that's handy. There you go. Just just turn left. Just I don't. I'd little little heart skip a beat moments whenever you're going. The curators are there, and then I realised that uh, curator I want to see isn't going to be there because he's not British Library. He's B- British Museum. Oh, uh, but go. Irvin Finkel, I'm thinking of you. Right. <laughs> the absolute legend with yeah. a majestic beard and a love oh. of cuneiform. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right, yeah. enough of what people are going to be getting up to. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we're doing right now, which is the most important part of the show. It is the Indie of the Week. Oh, yeah. And this week, it's Lead Adventure Miniatures. Mm. So, people may or may not be aware of the Lead Adventure Forum, uh, which has been running for years. Um got taken over, say taken over, hosted. It was uh, by Nick from North Star, like a wee of years ago. Oh, uh, wow. Because it was going to, it was going to go away and was like, you know what? I don't want this to go away. Uh, And it is a home for gamers of all ilks, Um, whether it's historic or sci-fi or fantasy, you'll find something in there um, that will, will interest and excite you. And in there are also talented, talented, fellows uh who have done a lot of sculpting and you often see people going oh, i've just done this for my army because you can't get x y or z and then so many people are going oh that's great can i buy one oh, no i sculpted it for me you can't <laughs> uh, so off the back of that there are several sculptors who uh who've been doing a lot of stuff and then we're either getting small releases through other companies or doing small runs themselves and it was a bit difficult to get their hands on stuff so uh Professor Witchheimer, probably Witchheimer, because he's German, or Alex, uh, with Ratnik, uh, spun off the Lead Adventure miniatures about mm. a dozen years ago now, um, and has been adding to it ever since. And um, it's a delight. And I'm not entirely certain how we haven't come around to this one beforehand. I know yeah. partly we haven't come around to it because there's quite a lot in it, and I keep going. Oh, we need it for like a a, a period when when we can really explore it in all its many facets. Um, but Ratnik is Alex stuff, and then there's a few other pieces from other members of the the Lead Adventure Forum. Um, so sci-fi, fantasy, and Victorian sci-fi or steamy punks, as people like to think of it. I'm going to start with the dot stings because they don't have an image up front. And a lot of people therefore skip them by, and you don't want to skip them because they're a lovely bunch of things. I'm not sure what you would call them. Um, they're little fat halfling slash hobby type <laughs> affairs <laughs> with a very Dickensian yeah. slash uh, yeah. feel to them. 
you know, mm. if if you wanted to play sharp out as a fat halfling, you could do it <laughs> with the tolstings. You could do. Yeah. They they feel like those collectibles that you always used to see when you were in school. You know the little egg hatching rounded oh, yeah. duck things. They oh, kind of yeah. have that kind of vibe they about do. them. Yeah. Maybe I'm completely wrong and just completely the ba- off the mark. The I'm trying kinda, to be Justin, but I shouldn't be. The bases kind of remind me of the in the collectible vein. You know the little bobble headed football players you used to get. Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but reversed. Me. But reversed. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Yeah. I mean. They're really well done. I like those. Uh, yeah. Imagine, imagine breaking out silver bayonet and uh, having these little munchkin fellows attempting to stop mm. a werewolf twice their size. Yeah, these would be really cool if you were building, uh, putting them together with the stuff that. Oh, what are they called? They're the the folks that do the nog in the nog range. Um, oh, the uh, toy soldier company. To- no, uh, little toy soldier company. Which one the, was it? Little. Yeah. Little Soldier Company, that's the one, yes. They, they're they doing like a range of sort of squat little Napoleonic fellows, which I that's think would true. be really yeah. nice to put alongside these, actually. That'd be a really nice addition. Yeah. But they are they are just absolutely baffling, and I love them. Yeah. I wonder if the Tolsting is some sort of Tolstoy. Uh, it might be, actually, yeah. Thing, because yeah. he, he, he looks like a Russian. He does, yeah. 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 Look at that. Look at the mutton chops on that fella. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, tall stings, small, perfectly formed. Don't want to miss yes. out on them. Uh, the dwarves. Oh, Ben, you're not going to like the dwarves. This this is the range that I remember them from because when I started working with beasts and doing all the doing some news and stuff for them, mm. well, for you guys, <laughs> for us, um, this was the this was the range that. Um, I remember seeing popping up all the time. It was mm-hmm. like every week there'd be new set of dwarves that would come out or every couple of weeks. Uh, and you'd be like, oh, that'd be fantastic if you were using these to represent, you know, your dwarves in your Warhammer Fantasy games and all that kind of good stuff. Um, they're just so full of character. Um, and and I, I, one of the things I always say about dwarves, if you get the beards right, you've nailed the miniatures. And I think in most cases, the beards <laughs> look amazing. So they count <laughs> oh they've all been conditioned highly yeah. conditioned oh yeah yeah yeah. lovely ringlets <laughs> yeah and the thing is because um obviously this is 2023 he said mm. checking the calendar to make sure <laughs> <laughs> some of these ranges just in case the, it's actually the initial ones next that, year yeah, yeah that kicked off back mm. in 2010 so some of them have had 13 years other ones are more mm. recent um but yeah it means that there's a, a fairly substantial amount of things in the range look at goblin berserkers you say sorry goblin bears that makes more sense but look there's something in sack <laughs> hit it with your mace exactly yeah it's being dragged into the the hold by a nefarious goblin i, I love trust those. them <laughs> thieving thieving goblins yeah filling themselves up with all the nutritious things that they could find to eat in the dwarf's quarters and stealing all the mining tools as well. How do you confuse a goblin? Put three spades in a corner and tell him to take his pick. But a boom. (laughs) Anyway. Awful. That is amazing and you know it. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Um, This is a nice little feature as well that they, they have thrown in, which is the supplemental bits and some of the ranges have more than others but you know a set of four candles 
Angels from your folk. <laughs> or the little treasure Amazing. bits. Amazing. Yeah. And those are really nice just to have as uh, base accessories or uh, put them on a base individually and, and then use them for objective markers as well. Including, oh, wow. including that crazy looking stone yeah. statue and range of busts. Mm. Say range of busts, they may actually just be things that sit on a table and then a dwarf just puts yeah. his helmet on it at night. Helmet like stand. A, a helmet stand, yeah. yeah. Well, you do it as like an armor stand as well, potentially. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. The choice is yours. Prospectress and torchbearer. So yeah, the dwarves are delightful, even when they're thieving a dragon's egg. <laughs> or playing to the uh, the balcony. Run away. I mean, that's not going to end well for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're planning on making an omelette, they'll need their pickaxes. Yes, very Cause, true. Because that's going to be tricky to get into. If anybody's ever opened an ostrich egg, will know. <laughs> May as well take a hammer and chisel to it. Dwarf rap blues. That's very Pratchett. I imagine he's out looking for lunch. Back with a bag full of rats. Ketchup costs extra. So yeah, dwarves are all delightful. Um, we'll stick with the fantasy before we go anywhere else. So have a look at Bruegelberg. Uh, and these are your more fantasy citizens. Doing anything from populating a town to fighting the good fight. Or to uh, trumpeting. Look at that. Master of the Butcher's Guild with accompanying Squire trumpeting him into the room. Like the uh, sausage on a fork. Heraldry as well. It's a, it's a good look. You see a little bit of um, reverse Moonstone aesthetic going on here. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of looks like you know Moonstone took maybe some of this as a touch of inspiration to it. Mm. It's that... Is that Border, sort of borderline comic fantasy kind of thing going yeah. on as well? I think it's quite cool. Yeah. Everybody loves a massive flambeage and a spoon. <laughs> so more from the Butcher's Guild doing the butcher's own work. <gasps> Bold line. <laughs> it's all right, it's not painted yet. Yep. Market woman with many wheels of cheeses. So what else we got lurking in here? We've poppers. And with jesters, I don't know. One of them seems to have crossed over from one to the other. A lot of really good um, sort of table filler. Mm. Great for dioramas and, and great for skirmish games set in towns and stuff mm. like that. A word and jest. You two can get hit over the head with a motley. Nobody wants that. Mm. They might want that. They're not getting that. <laughs> Have a quick look down towards the bottom. I like him. He's very good if you plan on doing Dogs of War or Empire for mm -hmm. Warhammer. Because, I mean, that's very just good. screaming off the deep end. I've got all the money. The most amazing elect account. <laughs> well, that's yeah. still Marius Lightdorf, but yeah. the second most amazing elect account. <laughs> Good look on him. And there's uh, one of the previous foot-based Master of the Butcher's Guild, now up done with his his horse, 
mm-hmm. sausages as the reins in links, sausage heraldry on the front, crossed fork. It's great. Everything about this is absolutely insane. <laughs> and I also appreciate the fact that they've done it all in yellow and black as well. Best mm. colours. Best colours to do. So yeah, Bruegelberg has a whole host of fantasy nonsense, um, which would be right up anybody's street for more time and Warhammer and anything else, all points in between. Ninth Age heroes as well. You can get a lot of them in here. Mm. And as you can see, it does go on somewhat. There's some commander. We'll have a look at commanders before we run away. Hello, Metal Militia Command. That man has got a lot of riveting going on. That man is going to hurt somebody when he punches them. Or fall over on them. Or, or fall over on them, yeah. Either either way it works. It's all good in the hood. Mm-hmm. So, disappearing from the uh, fantasy. Actually, we'll go fantasy adjacent. You're talking about uh, pre what we think of fantasy when people were telling stories. So Arabian Nights is probably one of the most mm. well-known of those style of fantasy um, stories. And these have got a, uh, I like all of their own, with the Norissimen Knights. And he's a Grand Vizier. And as we learned from Pratchett, the minute you give somebody the title Grand Vizier, they turn into a complete bastard. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Give a man a turban with a pointy bit in the top of it, and they just start mm. hanging people up by their thumbs. And again, that really fun side of fantasy, the, the sort of the Pratchett-esque meets Warhammer old world. You can see them running about the place. Wise men of the East, very appropriate for the time of year. <laughs> Only two of them. Have them bringing some interesting gifts. Yes. <laughs> like we all, you rolled to see what they are. <laughs> we all agreed there was a minimum and a maximum. <laughs> Nobody had any need to turn up with gold. Now yeah. I was just taking the piss. You're making everybody else look bad. Are you doing Secret Saviour this year? (laughs) (laughs) You two can get cuisine of the finest type. There's a a lot of old school charm in all this as well. Oh, yeah. I I remember what, this is what, around 2011, some of the the pictures have been saying. It's like, Mm. I had just left for uni, so all the stuff was brand spanking new (laughs) and like really friggin' cool back in the day. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, they've got oh, magic that's carpet. a really nice magic carpet. I like mm. that. Yeah, mm. and just like the uh, the dwarves, if I go down, down deeper and down, and start rocking the Casbah, there is also some little goods and trinkets and bits. Mm. Look, it's one of those stuffed elephant things. Yeah, spices, spices everywhere, <laughs> and court musicians. In like Flynn, playing his uh, one-string fiddle there. Mm. Good for all the family. 
So yeah, oh, very nice. Uh, it's it's the kind of stuff that will be really good for people doing role play stuff. I know you would say otherwise, Jerry, but <laughs> I think it's a uh, a great little selection of stuff for people to make characters and create interesting scenes on the tabletop. But then obviously use them in your skirmish games as well and uh, drop them into those. Well, speaking of skirmish, mm. the uh, post-apocalyptic tunnel-type people, uh, Ashwaist Nomad slash Mad Max, you two can have all the fun of the fair, butchering your way through a whole host of mutant radioactive zone dogs. And why would you not? I mean, look at them. I'd shoot them if they came towards me, even if they were saying things like, please, we're we're hungry, we need food. Mm. You know, you're too radioactive for my liking. <laughs> too heavily armed for this? No, that's just to get rid of the rats. Yeah, oh, yeah. the size of the rats in the post-apocalyptic future is just ridiculous. <laughs> that's why you have street judges as well. Combat shields are goo-goo. We'll, we'll ask the question. That street judge appears to be rocking a silence pistol. Mm. Maybe they're not the good guys either. Maybe. <laughs> you just yeah. can't tell. <laughs> That's the delight of the post-apocalypse. Or if you're a Modern Warfare 3 fan, apparently you can get a silenced crossbow. Oh, well, that makes sense. Mm. Um, <clears throat> these are particularly fun. Have a quick look. See, I told you. Mutant radioactive zombie things. Stay away <laughs> from the children of the zone. Uh, but. For anybody who's a fan of Tintin, you too can have Tintin, Haddock, Snowy at the end. There's the professor. And the, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the twins. What were they called? Two brothers. Oh, oh I can't remember. I'm going to call them the Charlton brothers. I know they're not so, that. It was something like that, though, wasn't it? Was it was like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah. But that's also yeah, baby yeah. shampoo, so I can't be entirely <laughs> certain that that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, we've got that. And you've also got the uh, contaminated seas. Now, I mean, Captain Ahab and friends, why is he using a swordfish-type nose as a weapon? Well, actually, we know why he's using it, because it's bloody dangerous. But uh, they're a frightening look. If they showed up on Waterworld with Kevin Costner, he wouldn't have been pissing in a bottle. He'd been pissing <laughs> his pants. <laughs> anyway, there's an arms seller. And a rat catcher, a dead people. Everybody loves dead people. Look, Justin's had to sell guns to make ends meet in the future. <laughs> That's the kind of thing he'd do, I think. That yeah. is true. I, I don't know. <laughs> not, not to be harsh on him or anything. I think he just, I think he just curl up and die. It's <laughs> the kind of thing he'd want to do. <laughs> it's what he, yeah, in his head, this is what he's doing. <laughs> it's an aspirational apocalypse. In, in, in our head, we're all Negan, but in reality, yeah. we're already walkers. Yeah. Yep. I will say he's selling guns there, but what he's actually got in his hands is, is an uh, RPG rocket RPG and a grenade. Yeah, so yeah. That's false advertising there. That's definitely is, a Justin thing. Is, is trading standards still a thing in the future? <laughs> the apocalypse. Fill your bits with a rat. Yeah. Fill your belly with a rat. Dead people. Poor dead stalkers. So, I mean, for Zone Alpha fans and stuff like that, there's a, a wealth of stuff in here. See, giant rats, size of badgers take your legs straight off and it wouldn't be Christmas without contaminated Santa going from house to house on Christmas Eve and filling a sack with whatever stuff you've got in there and if you get out of bed you get shot 
<laughs> I feel a lot of this could fit into Fallout Wasteland Warfare as well. Oh yeah, I think, you know, obviously the obviously the gun aesthetics are are different, but I mean the general vibe is right. Mm. So yes, the post apocalypse is a terrible, terrible place. A much nicer place to play is uh, Victoriana. So they've got sort of two sets that drop into here quite nicely: the heroes and villains, and then the steampunky set. So these are just absolutely delightful. They're proper, you know, Dickensian sci-fi steampunk. Mm. A little bit weird, a little bit weird. The geezers. Mm. Yeah, I think he's a chimney sweep. <laughs> That's why he has grappling hooks so he can get up there. Yeah, he doesn't use ladders. No. Fish the children out of the chimneys. Yeah. Would this have been the era of kind of like Volsong being as big as it was and stuff? I guess it would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Volsong would have been coming in, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, these were, as you can see, denizen, denizens of the yeah. smog. Mm -hmm. Remember, smog was uh, and smog raiders and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, yeah. all. Yeah. I think they've all gone away these days. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Inspector Semaphore and Constable Chopham. <laughs> I mean, would you report a crime to them? <laughs> Is it more likely that they've committed the crime on you? I think so. Or are about to. Yeah. <laughs> Night fighting ladies. And Bonnie and Ooh, the steam horses are cool. Yeah, I want to see the horses. Yeah. They don't say, don't do anything for you. <laughs> Clippity clop. It's, it's Commissar Yarrick on a mechanical <laughs> steam. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> steampunk Yarrick. I wonder who's stolen that off some kind of steampunky gremlin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could have happened. Oh, that's cool as well. I love that. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Love the reeling. It's something you always Probably see in cosplay I. stuff, people playing around with, like, steampunk version of X or <coughs> And so it's good. To, I always like seeing that in miniature form as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's something that, it's something that Twisted do really well, or Demented Games do really well. Yeah. Uh, the Twisted Lines spanking mm. hoping to see more from them next year the uh event slowed things down somewhat for them so mm. rise of the ottomans including chemical squads so yeah some interesting steampunky bits and pieces look at that Proper flamboyant there. Mm. It's a fantastic fez. That is lovely. Yeah. The chemical squad. Don't trust them. Keep them arm's length. Pin them up like swabs. Look good. They look very good. So that's our Victorian sci-fi, but the heroes and villains are similar. Although more sort of standalone character models. So still that steampunk Victorian sci-fi feel to them, but without being as rigidly Victoriana, I suppose. That's a, a terrifying than... needle. Oh, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Presumably it doesn't come with that needle. You have to insert that yourself. <laughs> and just like all my other things, it would draw blood on a regular basis. So, yeah, <laughs> par for the course. There's Assistant Oleg. He makes sure that you stay under when <laughs> the nurse is administering to you. Yeah. 
he does that via mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. The field experiment, Zed. Just Zed. <laughs> yeah, just Zed. Zed. Just Zed. Yeah. Don't worry about him. The professor reckons he can probably mm-hmm. keep him on track. So, I mean, it's just a gorgeous set of madness. It really is. A couple of Nosferatu, handy for people playing a whole host of games at the moment. Mm. If you need a little creepy Nosferatu to lurk in the corner. Mm. Well, again, a lot of this aesthetic plays into the likes of 7TV and that kind of ilk of game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a range looking for an excuse. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure that means something. I'm not getting it, though. All I can think of is uh, a mixture of Blind Fury and the uh, Hitchhiker with uh, Rukar. Mm. It's just younger Ron Perlman with a really big <laughs> Could It could Very be that. Please oh, stop sending me this. Astropolis is such a good little range as well. Yeah, see, why, why have we not been here before? Is it because there's always yeah. something else? I, I think we may have flirted with it at one point, or perhaps it was so far along, so far away, a long, a long time ago, long <laughs> in a galaxy, uh, that we may have uh, completely, completely forgotten. But yeah, they're so good. Yeah, love them. Mm. They look like something that you would see in, you know, forties and fifties sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Love these though; they look too competent to be in any science fiction from that era. Mm-hmm. Although that may still be a monkey. Put a chimp in it, it'll be fine. <laughs> like Battlestar Galactica. Let's go ahead and put a chimp in Put a chimp in, in one and dog. a duck in the other one. There we go. Yeah. Oh, they Spaceship actually, the, mechanics. the robot dog in Battlestar Galactica was played by a chimp in a suit. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. There Don't you think you get away with it these days. <laughs> yeah, no. Poor old Your spaceship Bobby. mechanics. Good for a little bit of... Stargrave? Core space stuff or Stargrave. Core, core, yeah. Core, yeah. yeah. Um. There's also that, was it, is it the Colony 87 range that 7TV oh, yeah. do? You could mix these in with those very nicely, I think. So uh, You could. Yeah. Then you would miss out on some things. These minion-looking ox bots. <laughs> bound to have a use for those. Yeah. Not sure what. Well, I'll find one. Yeah. Again. Objective markers. Objective okay. markers are a good default. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those swamp diggers are just very wrong. Not right. <laughs> oh, what's happening? Why is he Lovely. floating? They all float mm-hmm. down here. Just have him drifting along like he's in zero G, just yeah. gently, creepily, or maybe hanging off the, yeah. the ceiling. Uh, put, put him on a little flight stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe use the, maybe they use the swamp gases to <laughs> hover through yeah. or something. Yeah. But I mean, look at that. Look at that. I mean, it's Jodorowsky levels of insanity. It really is. That big yeah. desk full of cabling going straight into his face. Mm. And why? No reason. <laughs> it's just a, an aesthetic choice he made. Because in the future, yes. body modification, it's all, you know, ear piercings so a thousand years ago. <laughs> just plug 20 pipes straight into my face instead. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'll yeah. be happier for it. I do wish to not navigate doors correctly. Crawlogs. <laughs> Crawlogs. <Yeah. clears throat> you just have to get up and uh, poke them in the eyes. 
you do that by standing very still right in front of them in that yes. dead space where they yeah, can't see yeah. you. Giving off some uh, hitchhikers go to the mm. galaxy vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good in the hood mm. and other little weird and wonderful things. We'll finish off with these little doohickeys. See who's coming home. More <laughs> strange bug-eyed crawlock things. Mm. Dad's just come home from doing door-to-door salesman in a galaxy. That's a long <laughs> old route. I've been going to planet to planet, and everyone keeps closing their uh, <laughs> closing their hyperloops on me. <laughs> and the Tweakies, delightful little creepy baby things. Amazing. It's very Galaxy Quest. Maybe yeah. they're the miners. Yeah, sure. <laughs> miners, not miners. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just I like to think, I like to think of them as being absolutely terrifying. Like oh, they're yeah. actually they're so small, but they will rip your face off, like the bunny from uh, like Holy Grail and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's the only way to do it is just get in and batter everybody to hell and back. But yeah. yeah. So there we go. The lead adventure miniatures range. Um, they do come out of Germany, so uh, fine for people in the EU. Fine for people in Northern Ireland. Sucks to be you in Great Britain. Ah, 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 you can still get them, you just have to pay more. Anyway, right, enough of that. Time for some news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck f- News. <laughs> all right, we're back with the news, and we're kicking things off with a big old collaboration. Ooh. A trifecta between My Mini Factory, Free League Publishing, and Titan Forge Games. Mm. Interesting. So, interesting it is, young cub. Interesting it is. <laughs> uh, so, My Mini Factory have had a subscription service for a while where you would get bonuses and stuff and loot boxes on a monthly basis. Um, this year, they have decided to launch the adventure as a replacement for that, where you'll still get the bits and pieces they were talking about, uh, but so much more besides. Mm. The idea is to make the subscription themed towards, uh, in this case, the, the first year will be themed towards Dragon Bane. Um from Free League, where every month you'll get not just miniatures, but actually the game uh bits and pieces to go with it uh and then also loot boxes will still be part and parcel of it so this shows what the old subscription service was so standard 10 percent off in the store 25 loot box from four creators uh no ads and then deals from manufacturers that's mm. all still there but on top of that they're adding the files from titan forge based on the free league designs oh that's cool and yeah. also each <sighs> month will be a chapter of the campaign from the dragon beam box set um so so these, good these are the pre-gen characters mm-hmm. that's <sighs> kind of what the renders look like currently nice. yep uh, as i went through the rule book yes i saw baston Blood jaw. I'm going to say Baston because it's got to be said French, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. and I saw him and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a miniature of him? Lo and behold. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll go a better, matey boy. Oh, 
Oh, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to navigate. Oh, I'm looking at those upside downs. <laughs> well, um, okay. Yeah. Is, that, is that like a modern Lloyd shot from below? That's the, yeah. That's, that's it. Wow. They come with little scenic bases as well. Very nice. Um, now, I will say, because I've seen several people commenting on this, they don't come supported. You oh, have to okay. put the sports on yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a deal breaker for people or not. Mm. But I mm. cherish the ignorance. I, I literally subscribe to get them. Um, I'm hoping that a real manufacturer will produce miniatures at some point. So I would have to rely on, see them on, the, Etsy or something, on the 3D probably. printings. Yeah. Um, but just in case, I thought it was better to be safe than sorry. So they're all based on Johan Aircran's illustrations. Uh, I know he does a lot of miniature painting as well. So I asked him the other day, I was like, have you had a chance to get your hands on something yet to paint them up? And he went, no, is this official? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So uh, so maybe we'll see some from Johan. If people haven't seen his um, his 40K stuff, is absolutely It really thing. is. Yeah. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous how nice it is. Uh, so the opening sort of pack um, from my mini factory this month is those five characters and then uh beyond that the adventure because it is the adventure um also contains a whole host of other bits and pieces on Mm. top of that so if i go here the adventure lives up in this corner see and you can see what you're going to get so 30 percent off this month from Chronicle, who do Dyson uh, paintbrushes and stuff. Um, I thought it was a pot of fantasy themed Pringles. Pringles, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you would not be have not yeah. not been uh, alone in that one. Um, <laughs> but then also the twenty free items from creators uh, this month contains a whole host of stuff like uh, miniatures, but also full five uh, E sort of oh, wow. things. So there's <gasps> doggers and dragons. Um, the bestest boys, which contains a whole rake of dog-based things. So Cerberus, obviously dog-based, but a bulldog Hydra, the Luck Dragon, mm. which is that Chinese dragon with a dog head on it, going about and never the end story. boss is an XL bully, That's and the uh, and the dog knights as well. <laughs> so uh, they've moved away from just doing STLs. Um, to make it more sort of comprehensive, so you can get in here and have your sugar plum fairy and the nutcracker, um, or the heart of winter, and then some models to go with as well. So they're, they're really changing up the um, subscription service to be more than just just the files. Here's a bucket load of of minis to, to print every month to actually That's make nice. it uh, more yeah. comprehensive and and combined arms if you will mm-hmm. uh, not just the the figures but also the the games to go with uh, mm-hmm. so it'll be fascinating to see how people take that on and, and what people think of it um i haven't seen presumably i have access to chapter one from dod as well i i haven't seen where that lives because i'm very bad at navigating things like that <laughs> uh, i have the core book <laughs> anyway but it didn't look like it was a vtt thing although right. i do know okay I do know Dragon Bean is on a virtual tabletop yes, from I Free League, so, so. Yeah. maybe it is. But mm-hmm. considering the other 
bits and pieces they do as far as supplements go tends to be um, geared towards pdfs i imagine it's it's that it's like a, a pdf version of the um, the requisite chapter from the uh, campaign uh, so it right. just means yeah. between now and next december you'll have 12 months worth of campaign so you know if you only get together once a month you've, you've got your month's worth of uh, rpg planned out for the next year um mm. i'll be fascinated to see some of the i think next month is the undead white um so there's a few other uh johan illustrations that are just really really stonking so i'd be interested to see what they do with them rendering into the third dimension mm. and i suppose people will also be interested to see whether or not they put supports on them in the end because mm. uh, that apparently is a thing how how difficult is it to support stuff yourself john um it's you're you're kind of if you're not used to it you're kind of setting yourself up for a failure right, like okay. you're 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 potentially having more chances of failures with your own supports unless you really know what you're doing um auto supports are fine you will still have issues here and there so i mean a pre-support option down the line would be ideal the fact it's come from Titan Forge leads me to believe that they are more than capable of doing. Yeah, because they've done that with their own stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe it was well, just a, an oversight to get it ready for the, uh, the initial maybe, launch. Maybe you could just hijack from Lazy Forger and he could do it for you because he loves putting manual supports on things. He <laughs> does love supporting everything. So, yeah, time will tell. Right, talking about supporting, mm. Manta Games is returning yes. to an old friend. Yeah, so Mantic have renewed their license with Skybound uh, to bring The Walking Dead All Out War back to the tabletop. Back to back much, back. much joy and revelry. Uh, I was particularly happy to see this because I was about to dive into The Walking Dead just as they killed it. So <laughs> just as they took down that walker, I was I was been like, oh, maybe I should get the, the, the starter set. Oh, no. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be coming back uh, bigger and better than before. They're going to be doing lots more expansion stuff for the game uh, and fingers crossed even more with uh, lots of relaunch options and things in there. Personally, as someone who was at the boot camp for The Walking Dead and really enjoyed the look of it, loved the game mechanics. I think their models were like the start of like Mantic doing really damn good board game stuff. Mm. Uh, well, board game-esque stuff where it's all just one piece kind of thing. <coughs> um, I think they are phenomenal and it's really nice to see all these coming back. Um, hopefully we'll get a chance to dive in and pick up loads and loads of Walking Dead stuff and have fun once again, either for people to complete their collections or to maybe even start them. That could be really mm. cool. Well, they have said the initial set will be uh, the Commonwealth. Yes. Um, and it will be the same as the Whispers pack. So the last pack that came out for the Whispers was a hero pack and then a right. trooper pack. They were all resin. Um, <laughs> similarly, the Commonwealth will be uh, a set of heroes, some of the named people, and then a bunch of mooks uh, okay. to get shot yeah. repeatedly in the face. Um, so they are starting with the wave essentially we have six i think it would so sort been. of picking up where they left off yeah in terms of the storyline and what they were going to do and stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah uh they're still ironing out the wrinkles when it comes to how they're going to get the back catalog up and running again right so from yeah. the sounds of things i imagine you won't see the entire catalog available on day one of when they relaunch because uh, presumably they've got to get manufacturing back in place for that. That's a lot of plastic. <laughs> it's a lot of plastic. So um, it'll be interesting to see what way they approach that because they don't want to be a, just catering to people like me who have everything except 
whatever new stuff they're about to do. Yeah. But if people, you know, missed out some of the older pieces or want to get started into it, then uh, they want to be able to cater to them as well. Yeah. Just the question is how at the moment, mm. I imagine they will not go to the Mantic Vault because of licensing. Well, um, yes. So, yeah. No, I think it's a, I think it's a really cool idea. It's glad that they came back to it. It's one of those uh, situations where the community clearly were just like so vocal about it and wanting mm. it to come back and all that kind of thing um, that it sort of pushed Mantic to be like, hey, Skybound, <laughs> want to work together again? I mean, obviously they're doing the card game and stuff, which yeah. was quite nice. Well, the dice game, sorry. Um, but it's uh, really cool to see them uh, dive it back is. in and do this. Yeah. And if you haven't played it, uh, Walking Dead is an incredibly solid system, um, which really, it works particularly well for zombie-based games. Mm. where the zombies aren't the threat. Yeah, it's the other They're, party. <laughs> the other party is the threat. The zombies are yeah. just something to sit between you and the threat getting in the way sometimes, um, yeah. which is interesting in and of itself. Um, mm. Because I was thinking, even if they didn't resurrect The Walking Dead, then they really should reuse that system anyway. Mm. Um, so the... Uh, they're doing something with it now, and that's a good thing. I've also realized a lot of the terrain that they initially did for that has been folded into the terrain crate stuff, hasn't it, I guess? So that stuff is still all that out there in the wild. So if you are picking up some of this new stuff and maybe you missed out on the terrain, you can easily get your hands on on that from Mantic, which is cool. So, and you're already playing on a 20 by 20 inch mm, board yeah. if you're not doing something insane. So plenty of, plenty of scope for a nice, really bespoke Oh, little yeah. gaming area like the petrol station the gas station that we saw one of our community do with the yeah. comic book style art and yeah. everything yeah it was josh yeah. yeah yeah that was sweet sweet to the beat anyway yes <laughs> oh on the note of mantic uh andy from blackjack legacy has uh joined them so he's come on board with them yeah Rat you well done andy i look forward to seeing what happens next year <laughs> I, i'm expecting plenty of videos yeah so yeah. Uh, his his live streams are great <laughs> but, fascinating to see what he does then because that's mm. that's where mantic lack somewhat in getting their face onto video i know ronnie will get his face onto any video but just on a regular <laughs> basis getting stuff out there and showing people what's going on yeah. so so it's good that yeah. uh andy's there to uh steer the ship mm -hmm. uh, good luck with that son <laughs> right uh taking a look then at some flat things but aren't flats but aren't flats oh what flat. huh so Peter Dennis uh, of the Paperboys fame and illustrating most of the textbooks of my youth um, has a collection called the Peter Dennis Signature Collection uh, that's made by Wow Fun Games, uh, which is short for World of Fun in case anybody's wondering. Uh, so Wow Fun have been doing his 2D flats on um, printed acrylic and recently they've got their hands on some of his other bits and pieces to do some scenery for the american war of independence mm. um and this is quite nice because it has all been illustrated by peter it has his same style of illustration uh which is terrific because then if you're putting down a range of his miniatures in and amongst the buildings they all have that same look. They've all got the, the weathering, the highlighting, all the rest is, is done on it. Um, the buildings themselves and the walls and snake reel fencing are all printed onto, I think, two and a half mil MDF. Um, the walls and the trees are 2D, the same as the tiny right. fighting men. Mm -hmm. uh, the buildings, as you can see, are substantially bigger. Hey. Lovely. Wow. 
So they're doing three buildings, small church, brick house, and log house, which is spot on if you're doing uh, AWI. Also good if you're doing French Indian Wars, uh, King mm. Philip's War, uh, American Civil War later on. There's no reason why they wouldn't work for that as well, because let's face it, some of these buildings are still standing today in town. It's still the uh, it's still the like next level up for the three little pigs. You've got the one built in uh, wood, the one mm. built in brick, and then the one protected by God. Uh, that's the, yeah. the the last stage. Really. Is. I thought the other one was uh, the one which was built out of wolf skulls. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't particularly sturdy, but it sent a message. <laughs> so they come in 18 and 28 mil. Mm. And uh, they are exactly what you need for getting uh, a rake of stuff onto the table quickly, um, which mm. when you're playing with the flats, it's a way to go. Um, yeah. I really like the trees. They've They're lovely. To, they've come to do 10 different species of trees mm. and the, the packs contain anywhere between one and five mm. trees, depending on whether it's something like a majestic oak or some sort of tiny little uh, elm type mm. of affair, um, giving you more of a shrubbery look. And again, yeah, because Dennis does, Peter Dennis does the trees for his paper craft stuff. Doesn't exactly. He, yeah. I think, yeah, so, yeah. When you, when you pick up any of Peter's stuff from Peter's paper boys, you can pretty much put together an entire not peas in that sense, put together an entire <laughs> tabletop um, completely out of paper stuff. So yeah. when he did Rourke's Drift, he made the buildings, the sandbag walls, the last redoubt, um, it's all uh, available as paper craft stuff. So some of it is 2D and some of it is is just folding the pieces up. But you can see there, I mean, it's like it's like they're marching out of an illustration from one of his books. Mm -hmm. and directly into the jaws of death mm -hmm. from the uh, Continental Army lined up behind a wall about to shoot them. You it's marched. very, very pleasing to look at. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a terrific way. 28 mil, maybe not so much for me personally, but the 18 mil, I've got 18 mil engines and I've got 18 mil ECW and I'm currently hovering every now and again over by me everything from the 18 mil Peter Dennis signature Napoleonic range. Um, because I really think that in that scale, the the flats really look tremendously good and you can't tell that they're flats because they're almost as wide as they should be in reality yeah. when you think about mm -hmm. an actual model and having to do no painting on them. Um, some people I've seen have based, you know, added a bit of base texture and static grass and stuff, um, and then painted the edges of the perspex so they, they don't stand out as shiny. Uh, but that seems like too much effort. Mm. Uh, if you're going to start going around every single edge and go blue jacket, yeah. oh, it needs to be blue. It does look terrific, but I mean, at that stage, mm. why not just leave everything in a cupboard with primer on it like I normally do? <laughs> so I just crack, crack them out and onto a base and off you go. That's the thing that I think is so good about the range as a whole, is that it's the perfect thing for you want to play massive battles, but you don't want it to take over your life. <laughs> you can just slap them all off, put them back into the boxes, and then you know put them at the bottom of the cupboard somewhere and wait until you next want to play the War of Independence. So, <laughs> just, just like, like that, just like that, that box there. It's it's filled with pike and shot. Actually, that there you box. Go. Yeah. If I open it up, um, I mean, their tagline for World of Fun is to bring history into your home and the whole idea is to encourage uh younger gamers into playing actual tabletop yeah. board games without having to have the stumbling block of having to buy clean and paint an army's yeah. worth of models you can just go because 
the the rules are by Andy Callan as well, aren't they? Yeah. So they're the ones that have appeared in the books that him and Peter Dace did. Yeah, yeah. for uh, you can get them on Amazon, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you know, nice little set of rules as well to to help you through. And they're actually, it says they're easy, but they've actually got a nice little step up thing within the set of rules yeah. where it's like, and now it gets more complicated. So if you're playing with you know people who are slightly older, it's also a really nice stepping stone for people there too. So yeah, very cracking good. stuff. Also. Mm-hmm. Before we leave WoWfun alone entirely, they've recently um, done a set of Napoleonics um, to go with uh, Warwick and Raid's Soldiers of Napoleon that nice. him and him yeah. and Piers worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've previously done this for Soldiers of Rome, where you can just buy a starter set. Cool. Um, that will give you what you need to play that. And for Soldiers of Napoleon, they've they've come up with. Uh, four or five national forces so french mm. british prussian russian that sort of thing that are all keyed towards that game so if you're you're planning on um picking up soldiers of napoleon which i have somewhere about there and it, it's right at the top of my list of something to play um for napoleonics so that could be a very easy way of of um picking those up and playing around with them mm, anyway very nice so, yes yeah anyway yeah. where to next ben <laughs> Uh, next up, we're going to be going uh, from history to fantasy once more mm-hmm. uh, and looking at some stuff from the folks at Fighting Hedgehog, who normally do deal in history, I guess, uh, but have actually stepped into the realm of fantasy with their Kickstarter that's coming up next year for Dragon Strike. Um, so if you're somebody who loves the epic clashes by, uh, between the forces of good and Tiamat and stuff from the worlds of D&D, then you're definitely going to want to pick this up. Uh, so it's a dragon-based combat game where you can play as dragon riders for either the forces of good or evil, battling it out on a very awesome, lovely hex map. Mm. Gotta love a hex map. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, actual Kickstarter product, when it lands in your lovely lap, will come with pre-painted dragons, which mm. is always a plus. Yeah, no more painting. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, contrast would also work. There we go. But anyway, uh, this game, uh, if you've not checked it out before, uh, is very cool. It can be played by, I think it's two to four players, so you can either have two teams or you can have just a 1v1 thing going on. Uh, you'll either play as the chromatic dragons or the um, metallic dragons, uh, and you'll be batting it out over a variety of different scenarios. The one that uh, I have played and Jerry has also played and had some fun with was one where you had to raid a cart that was mm-hmm. sort of going through the middle of the map. Um in both cases, I'm fairly sure the guy who was driving the cart died <laughs> uh, and all the dragons got uh, burnt and set on fire and covered in acid and all sorts of different things as well, which is quite fun. Um, the actual game system itself has gone through a little bit of an iteration over the last couple of weeks, I'd say, yeah. uh, where they've tied, kind of sharpened it up and tweaked things. It's done in a uh, with a hand of cards and you'll use those to sort of plot your maneuvers between turns and depending on the severity of the maneuvers that you do you'll take stress which will then affect your dragon and damage as well over time so it's a really interesting one of kind of plotting out not just the turn you're playing but the turn coming up in front of you as well so it's and sort of anticipating what the other player can do as well because the priority the sort of initiative the edge as they call it goes back and forth so you really have to sort of uh get into your headspace of like right what do i think they're going to do next turn or like me completely forget that and get burned <laughs> so <laughs> that tends to be the way but there we go well i mean uh, coming yeah. in hot on a cart exactly so so hot and fast that in fact, that you can't stop in time to catch the cart and yes. just have to uh, <laughs> yeah. fly right by. You're very Top Gun-esque in that. It was yeah. good. Hopefully um, that'll be coming out shortly. That, that's yeah. play. 
Um, I will say, I was going to say they've gone sort of gone through and did some nice sort of updates and changes to things. As I said, they've kind of simplified a lot of the mechanics as well. I mean, it was a fairly simple game anyway, but they've kind of tweaked things there to make it a little bit more approachable. They've also done some really nice stuff with the way that things are laid out and the kind of the UI, I guess you'd say, yeah. of the game. Uh, and it's been done in a really nice way so that it's very approachable as a game. And if you're someone who likes dragons but got upset that attack wing was awful, uh, this is probably going to be the game for you, I reckon. So yeah, make my, sure you check it my out. My goal is to get Francisco to to actually line everything up on the quick reference sheet and take that <laughs> box from that corner yes. at the bottom so it's all nice and straight. <laughs> um, but if you think of it as a similar experience to X-Wing mm, as far as yeah. choosing maneuvers and the like goes, but with... Uh, you know, a few iterations of complexity on top of that, mm-hmm. uh, because X Wing is fairly standard. You know, you 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 can. I don't think at any point you can never pull a maneuver off unless you've been banjaxed in some way. Yeah, shot up. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, you are limited to how mm-hmm. fast you can accelerate and decelerate and turn depending yeah. on what you're. you're it's almost like dragons to. are real living creatures. Yes, they're real. They're yes, real. They are, yeah. they are really real. <laughs> um, the guys are very active uh, from Fighting uh-huh. Hedgehog on their Discord uh, as well. And I know they've been um, quite happy to run people through playtest games yes. with the two-player yeah. and four-player as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you fancy seeing what it's all about beforehand, uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a video out already anyway lurking yes, about there. Yes, there is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's worth, worth signing up and going and having a chat with them and see if you can... Badger one of them into letting you play. See whether or not the, uh, you can set fire to a cart. The the link in the show notes will carry you on through to sort of all their social media and stuff like that. So if you are interested and this has piqued your interest, as Jerry yeah. says, go and have a check it. Go and check it out on uh, Discord and stuff. Yeah, sweet, mm-hmm. sweet like candy. Mm-hmm. Right, we have a final bit of news, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a return of an old old friend. Uh, Void 2.0 from Seb Games is up for pre-order. So this comes courtesy of uh, the resurrection of all things Scottish that seems to be going on at the moment. So Void, (laughs) Confrontation, Warzone, I-Core and Target Games, the bastion of Scottish wargaming, uh, writ large back in the... the uh, the nineties and early noughties is, is all coming back to us, and this box set will allow you to play Void two point um, in its entirety with a cute little starter set. Uh, so it's up for pre order now. The game box contains, as you can see there, uh, fifty plastic multi part miniatures, nice. wow, plus a pair of metal miniatures for your leaders, um, and then if you pre order it, you'll also get a bonus. Viridian Tripper, who's lurking up the top there. Uh, but yeah, you can get your Viridians and Junkers and, mm-hmm. and just go ham as you fight out uh, your science fiction games in the uh, galaxies of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do with this and how they take it forward, because obviously they've been republishing old stuff, but they've been going back in to adapt the rules, bring it up to speed, so that you have something that's uh, still very similar to what older gamers will remember but something that will be more accessible to i suppose modern gamers who uh mm. want things easier and faster as i'm often told less complex uh i really like also the praetorian good old praetor maximus <laughs> pop everybody upside the head 
get in there and just start lamping all around you. A uh, really nice thing, apart from having all the dice templates and everything else you need, because it is a D10-based system and not everybody's heaving with D10 left, right, and center, um, is that the game box also con contains a little campaign booklet, um, which has been written by one of the original creators of Void, uh, wow. Brendan. So nice. he's written a campaign system for it or a little narrative campaign called the battle for monasterius three uh which is i just like it bridging the gap between the original and the new um it's it's a delight for me so i'm looking forward to seeing how this creeps out so if you want it you can pre-order it now uh it's shipping in february um is the plan anyway so you've got a couple of months in case you need to wait till post Christmas when you've got money back in the bank account again, after all the bills have been paid and the like. I, lo I love that Seb games are basically going, we liked this game. Can we help bring it back to life? Oh, we can. There yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really nice on the, the Seb games website. There's a really nice um, tutorial on how to convert. Cause obviously the, the plastic miniatures for the interdict Marines and the, the, the legionnaires are, um, not monopose, but right. multi-part, but there's only a couple of sculpts within them. Um, mm. So they've done a, a whole thing about how to do quick conversions. So, mm. And it's just, it just reminds me so much of, of like old white dwarves and things like that, where they were going, cut this leg off, twist it. He's now running, get in there. Take that pie <laughs> off for a kneecap, bosh. Love it. Love it. Just upgrade it. Just those little fancy bits of mm. things. So yeah, if you, um, want to give void 2.0 a bit of a dusting off and a go off uh then may as well get stuck in now pre-order it get yourself a free viridian marine throw it away stick to the junkers they're better get some blood ears lovely <laughs> right enough of the news uh we shall take a quick swish and return to finish off the show in just one moment <laughs> All right, folks, time to take a look at some 3D printing, mm. courtesy of 3D Breed. Ooh. So we've looked at these guys in the past uh, yes. uh, when they've released ranges in the news, that sort of thing, but we've never actually Doing had a- Kickstarter and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've never yeah. come and poked around their house, <laughs> checked out the back of the sofa, see what they have. Give me your STLs. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we should, um, because it is- it's an interesting little place to frolic through. Mm, yeah. Um, they have uh, currently nine ranges, mostly historical, although you will see there is something a little bit sci-fi and something a little bit <laughs> fantasy in the middle. I just saw John's eyebrows go, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, well, we'll start with the sky shards. Uh, but yeah, it's... An eclectic mix of stuff. As they say, they are gamers themselves and therefore passionate about the stuff they put together for games. Mm -hmm. um, ergo, sometimes we get a lot of 3D printed stuff that are done by people who play RPGs incorrectly, which means that <laughs> they look really good, but realistically they don't fit in with other ranges if you're looking to use them somewhere outside of that. Yeah. Um, because of that, this is uh, aimed at gamers. They're, they're very scale specific and, and style specific as well. As you can mm -hmm. see there, the little arrival collection of six mil mechs, with the whole Galvi bucket load of friends, including 
Leviathan, Thag, Titan, Hydra, Zento, blah, 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 blah. I'm fairly certain some of these, by any other name, could appear in Battlemech quite happily. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a few similarities going on there, but yep. you know what? They're they're different enough. It's the way to do it, though. Yeah. You know, if you want to get people in there, or if you want to go, you know what, Lloyd, you really should play Battlemech. Here's, here's some massive samurai-esque mechs running around the place. <laughs> That's, that's, all you need. that's all you need for Lloyd. It's not House Kurita. Half Gundam, half Battletech. Jade Falcon scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> I, I quite like this, the Yamato. Yamato. Looks we like found the, the front of, of a ship, ship or yep. the ascent of a ship, and then stuck some legs on the side. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one way of doing it. Just yeah. help drag yourself towards the uh, the horizon. But this, John, here's this is what you're after. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's terrain. Yeah. So creepy alien things. I'm coming down with six mil terrain options now at the minute. Good. As as is only right and proper. Because mm. what else would you do? I did actually at one point try to get a six mil version of the Chernobyl power plant. Ooh. I realized I couldn't get it in detail enough that I wanted to use it. <laughs> And it came in two versions, exploded and unexploded. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Have, have they done one where they've built the big bunker over the top of it? Uh, no, Shame. they haven't. Shame. Shame. Because that's kind I of funky. I was wondering if it was just someone had designed a power plant and then just stuck like a Ferris wheel on the side. I've been like, yeah, look, <laughs> see, that was interesting. Yeah, it's Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's never beyond the realms of possibility. Anyway, so Sky Shards... That's oh, really awesome. Alien bits Ooh. and pieces, including fleets. Fleets. Um, your bonus, you, Mr. Man. Those are nice. And I like that fleece as well. Ooh. Uh, we'll have a look at that one for John, because I'm sure he'll want to see it. What scale are these? Then? The the fleets. The fleets, yeah, yeah. They're scale for a billion sons. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All fleets are skilled for a billion suns. Uh, oh, I love that. With the gravity ring around the Gravity rings, the, yeah. Uh, Which is something we see a lot on sci-fi, but don't see a huge amount of on our science fiction yeah, flying yeah. ship things. Yeah, Maybe it's just because people can't be bothered. It's a lot of circles. I'm not doing that. You will float everywhere. Everybody <laughs> floats. <laughs> if you don't want to float, tie other. yourself down. That's, yeah. how, that's how it works. <laughs> you two can be giant guns, massive guns in space. This is really right and proper. I can't remember if it was on her. I was having a conversation with somebody else. Did you did you hear that thing about the people in the space station where they went up, um, and they they went to the toilet and they lost the poo <laughs> and they've never no. found it and it's still floating around somewhere <laughs> on the space station. That's. <laughs> I mean, by this uh, stage, I imagine it's desiccated. Probably. Probably. Like You're going to wake, wake up some night. <laughs> <laughs> can't take you anywhere, can I? <laughs> Absolutely, the 100% uh, the worst. Uh, very quickly, have a look at some of the betrayal, because there's a couple of factions in here which are interesting. There's our Catharos. Mm -hmm. I'll look at some of those, and where's our Vanu? This is a range that I've not seen. I've not seen from them before because I've I've seen a lot more of their um, 
their like World War Two bits and pieces in their Wild West thing. So it's really cool to see their sci-fi and fantasy offerings. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So these are very Grecian-esque. Yeah. Um, fantasy race. Not sure about the big shire horse hooves going on there. <laughs> it's definitely an aesthetic. It's a choice. It probably makes them pretty easy to print. To be fair, that's I imagine that's probably why they've gone with it. Yeah. Uh, but I like the Vanu a lot because they're sort of Mesoamerican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens when the Greeks tried to build all those? pyramids all over South America. Eventually Vanu had to go, oh look, Atlanteans, no. Well, I could see these done with kind of like obsidian skin almost. I think that could be really cool. And then green for their armor to go with like a jade thing or something. Oh, going full draw. Yes. It's a bit different of you. <laughs> As you can see they come via the medium of multi parts. So you can mix and match your uh, your Vanu. Say so um slan slan worshipping humans. Yeah. So. Good idea. Also, yes. Hmm? It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to do it. But again, they also have a couple of big chunky pieces in there as well. My other god is a big toad. It's what's on the back of their cars. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can get feather serpent up for that, mate. I think that's probably better than <laughs> slam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I eat toads. <laughs> You're not right. Catalos Temple. Destroyed and perfect. Yep. Yeah. Both flavors. Before Quetzalcoatl has arrived and after. <laughs> Both with and without Elgin Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Current management and new management. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So I quite like the uh, the little sojourn into fantasy and yeah. sci-fi. However, the real meat and potatoes is obviously the Wild West, which is why we're Can here. we also look at that 10 mil epic battles thing as well? I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have a look at one to uh, die first. Great. I love these. Yeah. These are die wanted. Absolutely yeah. spanking. Spanking gorgeous. <laughs> Including, bless you, yeah. Sue and the US Marshals and the Mexicans. A whole mm. battalion of Crispins <laughs> coming at you, both mounted and unmounted. Those are brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Just missing the mariachi band. Mm. I imagine some of them playing their spare time, but no time right now. <laughs> yeah. Going, hey, gringo, we don't need no stinking badges. And you get the mounted versions of them as well, which is always handy for a Wild West game. So, yep. There's an awful lot of Wild West games that have the option and an awful lot of companies that don't do the option, mm. uh, which is, you know, sadly disappointing in every respect. The Marshals as well. I mean, these are some of the, I mean, they are sweet, sweet sculpts. They really are. Yeah. Only somebody made them in metal. Their, their <laughs> clear basing as a choice is very good with mm. that as well. Yeah. Means mm. you don't have to think or anything. Could be in a house. Give in the dirt. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's the thing I always say about clear basing. It's great for games where you're going to be going from interior to exterior locations mm. a lot. So a lot of people do it for Infinity because you're going to be going in and out of sort of objective builds and things like that. With the Wild West, you're going to be in a bank one moment, then you're going to be out on the street the next or, you know, on a train or something. So having the fact that you can just see the clear basing, which represents mm. everywhere, is a great idea. So, ah, yeah. oh, they're also amazing. 
Yeah. I, I just love the I love the posing on them as well. There's not there's not a model that doesn't look heroic. <laughs> they all look like badasses, which is always nice. Yeah. Then you can scalp Kevin Costner. Yeah. That guy who stole the revolver, he's awesome. I love him. <laughs> yeah. So no dirty Comanche yet, I don't think. <laughs> but I haven't seen them. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I think I'd only seen their bounty hunters and their outlaws originally, so it's really cool to see that expanded. Oh, yeah. Oh, massively so. Mm. Including 7th Cavalry and some legends. (laughs) I'm going to start with... Some legends of the Old West. Uh With the piano player. (laughs) And Clint Eastwood hiding in a barrel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it is Clint Eastwood, but his hair's a bit bouffant on it. Whenever the piano... Whenever the piano player plays the right key, the coffin opens and closes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't see a music hall piano player anymore without thinking of the play me off Johnny from Family Guy. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah, it. I know how that ended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Seventh calf, looking very about ready to, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'll harden them in many respects. Sabres at the ready. Far less wet legends. Cool. Two can have the coward John Wayne. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, <laughs> Calton Chill Jerry says the coward John Wayne. <laughs> Just saying. Everybody else fought for their country. He stayed at home yeah. and told people he was great. So, yeah, um, a whole slew of stuff from one didn't die including stagecoaches and all the rest so anything you need if you want to play any style Espe- of wild west game especially as wild west gaming has been on that kind of like upward curve over the last couple of months yeah, yeah. really diving in and playing around with it which i'm putting so. down to me oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. 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 i've yeah. no idea if that's yeah. that's what it is but the routine yeah. re- mentioning of dead man's hand at every opportunity probably helps i think so yeah <laughs> that's a nice train too a good off. You can run along the top when you're clear base and then load yeah. down on top of people. Yeah. It's all good. All good. That's it exploding when it just comes <laughs> into the can after it's hit 88 miles an hour. And yeah, I was about to say, because yeah. it's the same train type, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's all good. It's all good. So yeah, uh, Wiki Wiki Wawa, obviously great. Have a look at the tiny epic battles, shall we? Oh, you got to do, the- you got to do World War Two, John. You got to do World War Two. <laughs> I will do World War II for John, <laughs> since since John asked so nicely. Um, so you will look at it, John. <laughs> you can see up the top there are uh, packs for specifics. So it's even nice. though it's, it's got uh, Napoleonics on the front, it's not just Napoleonics, uh, but there are some. The big all in is probably a good way to go for that. Actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, too tiny. More These fighting men are too small. More pictures. You two can have pictures. You get loads pictures. of stuff, though. Yeah. Mm. Done in a similar style to the epic battle stuff from Warlord uh, in terms of look and feel. So they could marry up quite nicely, which I think is quite good. Yeah, they, they uh, could. Yeah. yeah. Are they the same skill? They're not. They're slightly smaller on it because they're, they're 10 rather than 13.5. So. <laughs> you can always ambiguate these, yeah. You? Yeah, you could scale up a bit. 
you'd have to do a few test prints, you know, normal, then plus five, plus ten, see where it matches. Mm-hmm. I imagine somebody's already done it if you Google it. What's, yeah. What size do I need to increase these by to get them to work for epic battles? Yeah. Somebody will go, ah, oh, I think you'll find 8.75 is best. You're okay, thank <laughs> you. Saunter on Lovely past stuff. the Austrians. Find us the Stamford Bridge Award. You like a bit of the old Stamford Bridge, Ben? I know you do. I do. I do. It's so good. Dark Age awesomeness. Oh. Yeah. There, there's Harold. But he's so, so small. How did they hit him with an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> Arrows are really big. <laughs> They're just scat missiles. Yeah, I love that Harold Hudrader in that set. It's massive. Set. It's massive. <laughs> That's how you know it's Harold. Yeah. yeah. He's the best. Go on the hard charger. It's not He's... about not wearing a helmet to be important. It's about being taller than the people yeah. around you. Yeah. That's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Measure your importance by your height. Yep. Yeah. Oh. For, for <laughs> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time we did the unboxing for Hellboy and I made yes. him stand beside me? Because normally I would sit down or something <laughs> to compensate the height. I was like, no, you just stand there. Oh, you dear. stand there and look short, Sam. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so yeah, you two can have Stamford Bridge or Hastings discuss, depending awesome. on, on what you're after for the little teeny tiny. Everyone stuff. forgets Fulford. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's because it's a terrible fjord. <laughs> uh, right. Job wanted to have a look at this, didn't he? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have a gander, sure. Yeah, I want to look. Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> so, Germans and uh, Americans and British. Everybody likes a good march into hell. British don't make them. Don't yeah. make me criticize it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> No, I couldn't. It's not fair. It's, it's always a, fair. It's a fine representation of a Jeep. It's very, very diplomatic right. of you, John. <laughs> I think these are specifically sculpted to be printable as 15s or 28s. So yeah. I imagine I imagine at they start 15, at 15, that's going to look great. And then people can ambiguate at the 28, at which point you, yep. you lose some detail and get a bit more of the chunkification. You're you're losing a bit, and at least they've done the jeep right for the desert. They've they've cut most of the slats out of the grill on the front. That's cool. Just, just left yeah. the radiator open. Mm. Please, please, desert, stop trying to set fire to my my engine. Please, <laughs> stop <laughs> trying to burn water. Give me all the air. <laughs> African motorcycles. Yeah. The thing that's really nice about this as well is that because. Like I'd already, I'd only really seen the three D breed stuff through their Kickstarters, mm. but it's good to see that once they've done with that, they've carried oh, they, on. They then, keep expanding, and yeah, yeah. they're expanding mm. things and building on it, and being like, if you wanted to, if you missed out on the Kickstarter, there's still loads of the stuff that we did for you to go and check out. It's really cool. So yeah, could Is he be raising a glass of wine. To- I- it could be dropping a mortar into something, or it oh, could okay, be showing right. people it's a, it's that it's a leftist canteen. Yeah. It's a it's a strange shape yeah. that he's holding. Yeah. Oh, I know what he is. He's a medic. That's a bottle of blood. Uh, oh. Just missing the wire going into. I the think fella. it's wine. <laughs> you may continue to think that. Remind me not to accept any glasses of wine. 
<laughs> Do not drink wine. Mm. Uh, let's move away from the British, because as you can see, there are substantial yep. French foreign legion. You don't often see those. Jump mm. on a little bit. As I remember, they've done various theatres and lots of the forces within those theatres as well, haven't they? So there's 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 pretty much all of World War Two, I think. Yeah, <laughs> especially on the uh, the European side of things. So yeah, French Foreign Legion, cool. Senegalese. They got their they don't have their big machetes. I like that. Yeah. That guy's shouting at his mortar shell. (laughs) (laughs) We have a modular village for Africa as well. Mm. Again, the mix of infantry and terrain is always handy. Mm. You two can do a one-stop shop, pick up armor and the like. Mm. And the little French, click it. There we go. Finally, there's the LRDG. Wagon, yep. What were they? I can't remember what they are. Chevrolets, Chevrolets, yeah. I think they are. Yeah, yeah there you go. Okay. You knew, I, I, pulled that out of my, I pulled that out of my backside. <laughs> do, do not Valentine's. Oh, Christmas special as well from last year. Let's mm. see what they did last year. Christmas in North Africa. <laughs> He's playing a squeeze box. He is. Why would why would they let him do that? It's Christmas. <laughs> Please the present to me is that you don't play your instrument. Do not, <laughs> under any circumstances, play that squeeze box. I'm also going to say, because I've seen a Valentine on the listings there, that the Valentine is the only tank in the tank museum that gets a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> Amazing. People do write it, Valentine's <laughs> cards. Wow. <laughs> every every year the Tank Museum puts up a picture going, thank you very much, everybody. And it's like the Valentine <laughs> covered in Valentine's cards. Brilliant. <laughs> Little American GIs as well. Yeah. So yeah, we could fumble through the rest of World War II for some time. Uh, but before before it goes on too long, I want to have a quick look at Nam. And while I know they do say 28, I think. I think these really sell themselves for the 15s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But look, you can have a Vietnamese village and an Ontos. Oh, an Ontos. That's Shay's new favorite vehicle. Is it? Yeah. The, the vehicle's so ridiculous that the rest of the US military went, no, nah, we're not doing that. And the, Marine and the Marines went, went yes. yes. We want 200 <laughs> of them. <laughs> Six recordless rifles strapped to the side of a, a small carrier. You what? say, well, why? Wow! Not? What why, makes why, that, why not what, do that? What makes it more stupid and amazing is that to aim the the recoilless rifles, there are spotting rifles on top of each of the big rifles, but the spotting rifles are fifty caliber rifles, so it has six fifty caliber shots to aim the one hundred five recoilless rifles. No way. <laughs> That's a set of tracer fire you do not want to be caught in. You see that coming in, you go, oh, you know, that was only six shots. Never. Wow. (laughs) What a mad vehicle. Oh, I will send you a video later, Ben. (laughs) There's a a great guy called Fat Electrician that that talked about it, and he... Right. Mm, Perfect. Hey, fan thing. Airboat. You can pretend to be... uh, 
Archer in the Florida Everglades. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another properly solid range of stuff. Yep. Civilians or actually just hiding. Could go either way. Yeah. You just don't lead them as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible man. So yeah, Nam's interesting. Nam's one that I'm still looking forward to seeing what I could talked about doing. I think it was mm-hmm. Nam 68, where it'd be more narrative driven. Right. Um, where you're going out to do patrols and then you may or may not encounter things in the patrols. You don't know. You might get back totally unscathed or you might get you know, schwacked completely. Mm. Um, and that, I think, could be interesting because that's how I always picture Vietnam. It's the the small platoons and over mm. time, people get veteran, people get killed, new Greens come in and join. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It really feels more like a um, either AI-driven or GM-driven game. Mm. I think yeah. Nam, Nam fits the best because it's hardly ever a stand-up fight. Yeah. yeah. Springing traps on you and ambushes and all sorts of different things. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's good old Benedict. There's a real Benedict Arnold. My name is Benedict Arnold. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't Best say. Yeah. No, it doesn't. He was absolutely great in the uh, uh, American War of Independence. Everybody loved him. Uh, when he lost his leg, there's a, a story that isn't true, that his leg was buried with full honours because that hadn't turned traitor to America. <laughs> but, but, I want the, that to the, be the, true. It was the leg was the one part of him that wasn't a traitor, so it got mm. full full honours after the war. Um, but it's really nice to see. As bad as Douglas Barter when he crashed oh, yeah. and he, he, he asked for a replacement leg to be dropped over the prison. Campsite and Angie Bear. How Angie is the bear. Time will tell. That's really nice. That's a cute little totem. Yeah. Mm. Don't see enough of them. That's a fairly angry and sleepy bear. Sleepy yeah. Bear, well, before eating the children. <laughs> after. after yeah. Sometimes. Before, you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. Or before and after snorting the cocaine. Yes. Mm. <laughs> the bear. There's John Reed on his way to feed the bear. Doesn't he look dashing? It's a good look. I like this range. The 1775 stuff is mm. really cute. Join or die, they say. Why not both? Why not Ooh, both? We've got a George Washington in there and everything as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely That's little set. That's a, a range I was unaware of until mm. I came browsing. All you can't escape bits. <laughs> now, well, you know, we're all been there. Full fort plus friends. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen? Oh, don't remember the name of it now. Well, oh, that's a terrible shame. Well, I guess we'll never know what I may have seen in the past. I'm not going <laughs> to say anymore. But it would have made sense in, in conjunction with this. Those are those pigs that live in those houses that we were looking at. (laughs) (laughs) With the wolf skulls above the door. That's the ones. That's the one. (laughs) On the church. And in this good old gallows. That's where the best humour comes from. But anyway, yeah, 3D breed. Mm. A lot going on there. Very nice. Especially Mm. for the smaller gamer. Mm -hmm. And 
by that I mean scale, not size. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Shut up. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Right, we have yeah. a couple of Kickstarters we do. to yes. round out the show. Mm -hmm. uh, where are we starting then, Benjamino? Uh, so we're going to be starting off with the folks at Dagadaka once more, uh, who are back on Kickstarter with another campaign that is looking to outfit your space legionnaires of the grimdark future. Uh, this one is called Pactum Aeternum, uh, and this allows you to drop a whole host of 3D printable gubbins and all sorts of different things into the mix for use with your crusaders, your wardens, and your knights. So if you're one of those people who's playing the likes of the Black Templars or the Dark Angels, for example, these are going to be very, very nice bits and pieces for you to throw into the mix and use alongside them. So if you're looking to add on weapons, heads, shoulder pads, backpacks, shields, and everything else in between, they have lots of different uh, options for you to choose from, which I think is very, very nice. Um, all very, very well sculpted. And um, as we've seen in the past from a lot of their different projects, uh, they come out particularly nicely once you get them through the 3D printer. I think we looked at some of the Scylla Legion stuff mm. um, in our hands, and it was very nice. I think Shay was particularly impressed. <laughs> Shay took them off me. <laughs> she is painting them. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Shows uh, shows that uh, Shay very much enjoys them. So that's a that's a good tick in the in the right box. Um, so yeah, loads of different options for you to choose from uh, across the three kind of variants, as you can see. So Crusader, Warden, Knights. You can either go for just one of them, or you can mix and match and choose various um, selections if you prefer, and uh, and just see where you go. So yeah, very nice stuff there, all in all. Testy printy as well. Mm, Very fancy. Free bits for you to try as well, which is always good. See what you think of them before you dive in and give it a go yourself. Um, and it's always nice seeing the actual sort of final uh, pictures of the mm. models. So once they've actually been attached to things and painted up and, and stuff like that. So you get a sense of how they blend nicely into what already exists out there, yep. um, which I think is, which is, I think is key. Um, even totally. bits and pieces for vehicles and bases and, and all sorts of different things. So, yeah. Very cool. Fancy indeed. Our prize this week is one of these, isn't it? Yes. So it's one of the bundles, effectively, of the mm. of the of the stuff that you get. So um, uh, there will be a lovely image that will pop up. <laughs> It'll guide you through exactly what's in it. Uh, but I will also have the details in the uh, show notes as well. So if you are like, "Ooh, this looks really cool," uh, you want to dive in and check this one out. You have to be a backer if you want to uh, win your pledge, though, effectively. So uh, make sure to do that, which is always good. So yeah, very fancy, Mister Bond. Very fancy indeed. Yeah, and a whole host of bits unlocked mm. via the medium of uh, social goals as well, and some mm -hmm. others. Yeah. Hopefully, will be unlocked soon. There's even a, a special. There's even a special fantasy miniature as well. That's the bonus, which is quite nice. There you go. Bonus fantasy the miniature. Mounted heavy samurai. Heavy yeah. samurai. Looking badass. Not that fantasy. I don't know. I, I, I've seen him coming out of the woods, yeah. mopping. Billy Conley upside the head. <laughs> I'll teach him. Not so clever now, Big Ian, are you? Oh. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, Daka Daka's Pactum Eternum. Uh, that is uh, already funded as well. So, yes, if you fancy getting in on that, you can do this thing. Plenty of time left ahead of you. And also, uh, you can win it if you're a backer. Mm -hmm. Right, we have Unamore. And this one is a delightful little one that has uh, 
blown up as these things are wont to do. It is the Mythic Bastion Lands RPG mm-hmm. before Into the Odd. Ooh. And so obviously big fans of Into the Odd and Electric Bastion Lands. And uh, the idea behind this is this is essentially the myths that are told in those places. So think Arthurian legends that have grown up um, in in time where they're probably not actually really what happened, but it's, mm-hmm. it's what's been handed down or what's been sort of flowing around. And um, in the uh, mythic Bastion land, you play a knight, you can gain glory and renown, you rule your land, and you have to go out there, squirrel, and do the Lord's own work to solve the myths, I think, is probably mm. a good way of putting it. So obviously a lot of the Arthurian legends revolve around knights questing, knights going on a journey, trying right. to find uh, specific things or maybe deal with a, a monster or whatever it happens to be within the area. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing here, you gain sort of glory and renown by completing myths. So when uh, a white lady is you know, harvesting the villagers from a, a local bog, then then it's time to strap on your big bog boots and go and find her and, and kill her up. Um, so it's your big bog boots, love your big bog boots. That is how you do. It. Find one of those horses with those massive fetlocks, and because they'll they'll be able to stand on the bog for a bit longer. Um, so like the other games, Into the Odd and Electric Bastionland, um, relatively rules light. Uh, a lot going on with the actual look and design, and this is something that Chris has said, which I absolutely adore. This is the book I want to produce. This is the book we will be producing. No, there won't be stretch goals or anything like that because if if I can't make it the way I want, I'm not making it. So there's nothing left Good out, left off, yeah. or anything else is. Here is everything that I want to put out there in book mm-hmm. form. Um, I'll throw up the, the thingy things as well, along with a ton of uh, illustrations from the mm. illustrator who did um, Electric Bastion Lands as well. Uh, cool. Sorensen, but don't hold me to that. The uh, the artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. There's a couple of interesting bits and pieces in here. Um, if I go to this, so the quick start rules, you can have a look at where he's been doing a change log as he's been tweaking stuff and playing about with things. Um, but there's a, uh, they call it the hex leagues. So it's a hex map based game, right? Where okay. a hex is a hex is the land. It's land within the land. Some people, like peasants, will never leave their little hex. Uh, but a hex league is generally how far you can journey in a day, kind of thing. You know, so it's a nebulous. It's not a fixed set of directions um or fix that measurements rather it's just an area uh, but part and parcel of this is you build up the land that you're exploring um i can do this can't i i can boop de boop but uh so there's ooh, oh just one big or small those are my choices <laughs> so you can see here that they've got a whole slew of, of uh, spark tables, uh. little spark of inspiration. So you, if you're GMing, you don't have to think up everything immediately in advance. You can you know roll mm. it on the spot. Um, but if you want to sit down with the old hex graph paper and work out your land, um, 
you can roll on this and it gives you the character of the land. So, you know, a barren heath or a sparse heath or an overgrown heath, you know, so bum, bum, bum. You've got your different mm-hmm. styles of landscape um, with a little descriptor as well. And then for each of them, you have D12 of those tiles. So rather than all of a sudden getting a single mountain tile in the middle of plains, so it's like plains, 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 mountain, plains, 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 you get, you know, foothills now a, a range of peaks that sort of thing mm-hmm. so you can put it together in that regards um cool. which should make generating your land a bit more interesting but these tables I absolutely adore anybody who knows me knows i love random tables when it comes tables to rpgs yeah. but being able to just go in and and use them as descriptors or use them as they say the spark tables to to spark a little narrative of your own so when you mm-hmm. when you run into the bartender in the town and you can go, well, what are they like? Um, you can then just quickly look at it's elderly drab barman with a soothing, poetic, lilting voice. You know, <laughs> you can just boom, 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 write it on a notebook beside you, you know, name them, put the descriptor, and then the next time somebody comes back into town or the next time they encounter that person, you already know what they're like and you don't mm. have to try and uh, recreate it or create a load of them in advance. Um, mm. So I really like those as a just general thing to have anyway. But yeah, the uh, the whole idea with Mythic Bastion Land is to have this very narrative, very descriptive um, built world that you can play within uh, without it being massively rules heavy. Um, so you can leave a lot of the, the rules at the door. And when you see the inspiration there, things like the Prince Valiant comics, mm. Excalibur, Pendragon, which is an amazing RPG, uh, Green Knight film, that was terrible. Uh, look good, very badly done, and, and edited by a blind man, unfortunately. <laughs> and if anybody thinks I'm being too harsh and hasn't seen that film, watch that film and tell me where the axe goes. Because he has it at one point, he gets oh, yeah. robbed and loses his horse, and then like twenty minutes later, in a completely different scene, the axe is back with him. Presumably, it was a homing axe or carried by some swallows. Anyway, uh, uh, maybe <laughs> it's just very badly edited. Uh, so there are a couple of there's a a let's play. Uh, some bits and pieces where Chris shows you how the the hex mapping works. Um, and then uh, a few other bits and bobs in there if you're interested in, yeah. in seeing other people looking into it and, and, and exploring the, the mythic world. But I love the idea of um, of it being the the myths of Into the Odd and, and what came before those worlds that aren't real worlds. So, you know, uh, I think he says they're uh, mythical lands that you can reach if you know the way, which is mm-hmm. a, a fantastic way of describing things. And yeah. I'm 100% on board for that. Mm. So there we have it, folks. Yeah. Uh, that wraps us up for another week. Mm-hmm. We shall return on Sunday yes. for our XLBS. If you're interested in joining us, then come over to ontabletop.com. Uh, get involved. Have a wander around. It's a lovely old place. We'll be talking hobby, ours and yours. Yeah. And otherwise, we'll be back next week for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.